Welcome to a bonus episode of the Encourage podcast. We love sharing new books with you. And today, Encourage Community Manager Becky Keefe talks with one of our favorite authors. Listen as they have a conversation that's sure to encourage your heart, and you'll learn more about a book we love. Encourage friends. I'm so happy to be back. This is Becky Keefe um, for another special episode talking about books we love. And today we are with an author um, that we love, Holly Girth. Hi, Holly. Hey, Becky. I'm glad to be with you. I'm so glad to be with you. Friends, if you've been around Encourage for a long time, I'm sure you know Holly. If you are newer to Encourage, um, you may not know that Holly Girth is actually one of the co-founders of Encourage. So this podcast, this community would not be here without you, Holly. Oh, yes. It's been way back in the day, but still one of the most fun things I ever got to do was launch Encourage. Which began in 2009. Like, how is it almost, I'm not good at math. I'm a writer. 14 years. I know. Crazy. (laughs) That is wild. That is so wild. Um, Well, Holly, over the years, I know that your writing has impacted me in a whole lot of ways. You've written tons about you know, our God-sized dream and and hope and just you are like a professional encourager. Like you just exude encouragement. Um, and over the past couple of years, you've started writing about something that I find so fascinating because I really personally resonate with. And you've been writing about introversion. Um, and you came out with a book a couple of years ago now. Is that right? Um, which... Now, what we're going to be talking about today, I'm guessing, you know, is a is an extension of that um, because you have a brand new journal coming out called Introvert by Design, not by accident, Introvert by Design. So we just like catch us up, like walk us through, like, why have like, why write about introversion? Like, start with your story. Like, why is this a topic that is personally meaningful to you and you felt like you wanted to to explore as a writer? Yeah, well, I found out I was an introvert when I was in college. And I still remember exactly where I was this this campus ministry meeting. And it was one of those moments where so much in my life suddenly made sense. And Mm -hmm. I realized, wow, I'm not the only person who engages in the world in this way. And also there are strengths that are part of this. And then fast forward years later, I became an author and a speaker. And I told myself being an extrovert is the job you have to be an extrovert now. Like, I didn't even Mm. question it. I just thought if God's going to use you in this way, then you need to be more outgoing. You need to change these parts of who you are. And that will lead you right into burnout, (laughs) trying to live out your calling in ways that you were never created to. And so at the end of my most hectic year, I was the keynote at a conference on Saturday night and Sunday morning. I just could not keep it together anymore. And Mm. I felt like God whispered to my heart, it's time to go home. And I knew he meant get on a plane, go home, take a nap, but also go home to who I created you to be. Like Mm. go home and learn how to do this in a way that's not just doable, but sustainable. And Mm. so I started learning everything I could about what it meant to be an introvert. I learned it's not about small talk. It's about the way our brains and nervous systems are wired, that half of the world is actually made up of introverts and half extroverts. So to me, that says it's intentional on God's part. 
I learned about what I needed to thrive, what my struggles were probably going to be, and basically revamped my whole life, including what I did and my work, and it transformed everything for me. And after talking to many other introverts with similar struggles, I thought I want to help other people get to a new place with being an introvert too. So that led to my first book, The Powerful Purpose of Introverts. And the people said, we want an interactive experience. We've read about it now, like help us daily put this into practice. Mm-hmm. And that's what this journal is. So it's mostly new content. It has interactive elements, but it's really the boots on the ground portion of what I discovered about being an introvert. Yeah. And so Introvert by Design is your new book, and um, it's a guided journal for living with new confidence in who you're created to be. So do you find that, so it sounds like for you that you, that you lacked confidence in being who God created you to be, because you had this idea in your mind that if I'm going to be effective for the kingdom, or if I'm going to have this kind of like forward facing kind of job, then you had to change the way you were wired. So like, can you think of an example? Like what's something that you, like a way that you used to operate thinking like, this is how I have to force myself to be. And then how has like embracing the fact that God purposefully made you an introvert, how has that changed the way that maybe then you approach work or relationships? Yeah, I think one of the biggest shifts is actually how I manage my energy as an introvert. Mm. So I thought, okay, I need to be able to go to like a conference and go at 110% for an entire weekend. I have to be able to be on all the time. I need to make coherent small talk, tell stories in a group setting, like, you know, and I would come home and be completely exhausted and feel like I had failed. And I've Mm. learned that, for example, in that setting, introverts connect best with one or a few people at a time. We need margin. And so that meant, for example, saying, okay, the day before I leave, I'm not going to schedule anything. And the day after I get back, I'm not going to schedule anything Mm -hmm. because I need time to build up my energy. I also need time to restore it when I'm done. I would often try to find a designated extrovert, <laughs> someone I would say, hey, come come tag team with me and help me handle, you know, some of this conversation that I need to do. Um, I would say, okay, maybe I need my own room if that were an option to mm-hmm. say what energizes me, what drains me, and how can I build that into my life? And so I still speak, but I do it differently. So for someone else, it might be saying, wow, I'm in a ton of meetings at work. And that's an important part of my job, but it takes a lot of energy for me. So how can I do that differently? That would look like preparing as much as you can ahead of time, having intentional questions to ask, having one-on-one follow-ups with key people in the meeting, making sure you have some space for quiet if you're like in an all-day-long strategy meeting. If you're a mom, same kind of thing. You know, if you're going to have a week full of play dates saying, okay, how do I find that one person I really connect with at those play dates? Mm-hmm. What do I need to build into my life? Can my husband watch the kids while I go to a coffee shop for a little bit on my own? So whatever your life setting is, it's really just saying, what energizes me? What drains me? How can I be strategic about the choices that I'm making? So again, it's not just doable, but sustainable. Yeah. I love that. Not just doable, but sustainable because we can do pretty much anything. But I really resonate with you, Holly. I'm also an introvert, which for a long time, I didn't know because I'm not shy. Mm -hmm. 
And so I equated introversion with shyness. And I'm like, I don't mind being like talking in front of people and I have great people skills and but you're exactly right. It's it's about where you get your energy, you know, and um, and I too have like pushed myself to do things that I thought were expected of me or required of me. And you can do it, but not sustainable. Um, so that is such a good word. So Holly, I know that you've studied like the brain science behind introversion. Um, how has this shift in understanding this part of you, how's that impacted your relationship with the Lord? Yeah, well, it let me release a lot of shame and guilt that I didn't mm. even really know I was carrying because mm. our church culture today is actually primarily extroverted too. If you think about it, it's often loud, you know, even in worship mm-hmm. services, it's often a lot of group activity or expectations to do things like small groups, mission trips, you know. And so I have talked to so many introverts that have said, is something wrong with my faith? Because I just Mm. don't get excited about a lot of the things I'm supposed to, you know, evangelism, like doing all these things. But when you historically look at the church, even imagine going into an old cathedral in England. I remember when I went to St. Paul's Cathedral and immediately everyone who walked in lowered their voices, slowed their paces, Hmm. became more reflective. Everyone started acting more introverted. It was fascinating. So throughout church history, we have gone through different times where maybe introvert practices have been a little more predominant or extrovert practices have been a little more predominant. But right now we're in a season where a lot of church is extroverted. And so knowing, hey, that's not a requirement from God Mm -hmm. for me, you know, to change who I am. So for example, I bring earplugs to church (laughs) and I wear them shamelessly because, and no one knows I have long hair, but even if I didn't, I probably would. And I can hear everything fine, but I can hear it in a volume that doesn't overwhelm my introvert nervous system. I bring a journal and I write things down because that helps me be in a more reflective space. I give myself permission to say, you know what, the best way for me to serve might not be this group thing. It might be saying, okay, who needs one-on-one encouragement? Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a big part of it is saying, okay, God created me this way. If so, he's inviting me to engage with him as I am, not as I think I should be. And so I think even in our faith life, it's okay to say, okay, yes, God has invited me into community. There are certain rhythms that he's invited me to participate in and those matter, but that's not one size fits all. And what Mm -hmm. can that look like for me as an introvert that might be a little different than some of my peers? Or maybe just, I don't feel closest to God at church. I hear that from introverts all the time. They'll say, I feel closest to God when I'm taking a walk outside by myself. And they look at me like they've just confessed to murder, you know? (laughs) I'm like, that's fine. Like he made you that way. You know, engage in that other setting. But it's okay if you most deeply experience his presence in a different one. So Mm -hmm. I think for all of us, introvert or extroverts, it's giving ourselves permission to say, how did God create me? 
And however he created me, he's not going to be surprised if I engage with him in my spiritual life in that way. He already knows that about me. And that as the body of Christ, we're diverse in the ways we worship, in the ways we serve, in the ways we love each other. And that's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful God-designed thing. Mm. There is so much hope in that, Holly. Mm -hmm. I love just the way that you express that. And, you know, it reminds me that I think for me, the way that as I have learned more about my introversion and learned to embrace the way God wired me, it's also helped me as an issue of, of identity and exactly like what you're saying in terms of if this is the way that God wired me, then I don't have to feel guilty or ashamed um, about taking care of myself in order to accommodate like this specialty wiring, which also what you're saying is actually not super unique. Like half of us are like this, but when we are trained to think, oh, like I need to push through or, you know, if the extroverts around us are, you know, able and willing and wanting to do a certain thing, just because they are, you know, trying to bring us along with them doesn't mean that we don't have our own agency to say, that's awesome. And that actually also doesn't really work for me right now. Like, um, I just got home from, um, a, a retreat and on the last day, and it was with amazing people who I, I love and so many meaningful, meaningful conversations. But by the last morning, like I could tell like my, I, my tank was empty. Like I needed that alone time. And, um, and we, we, uh, Three of us were were going to have breakfast together, and then we saw another table full of people from our same group, and someone was like, hey, like, why not just pull up chairs, and we'll all have, like, a big meal together. And I was like, well, sure. And then part of me inside cringed, and I and I recognized, like, what I really needed, like, that, I, I wanted just, like, that smaller, intimate time of conversation. Because even though it's like I enjoyed everyone, it takes a different kind of energy to try to engage with eight or 10 people at one time as opposed to just three or four. And so I was like, you know what, actually, guys, like, I'm kind of feeling like I need a smaller group. So we're going to go ahead and stay where we're seated. And then my, my, my extrovert friend came up to me as we were filling up our plates in the buffet line. And she's like, I'm so glad that you said that. And I'm so glad that you know me well enough to know that like that there was freedom there to say like what you wanted and what you needed. And so I know that I'm guessing there's someone listening who hasn't always had a good response. Like someone hasn't been gracious or understanding. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't still keep advocating for your needs as well as your desires. Like what we need and want as introverts is just as valid as someone who is always ready for that big group breakfast, right? Yeah, because yeah. really what was happening there was your nervous system had had enough stimulation, like yes. enough noise, enough words, enough sights, like everything coming in from the outside. We have a done point, all of us, and introverts hit that done point quicker. And mm -hmm. it's because we notice more, actually. We love our extrovert friends and they can beat us on quantity. <laughs> but when it comes to noticing every little thing, that's where we excel. And so it's kind of like our nervous systems are nuts that get fuller faster. And mm. so that's what happened. Like your nut was full. And until you had time to process that, then you really were done. Like it's a physical wall that yes. we hit. And everybody does it at some point. Just extroverts, it takes a little longer. 
And I think too, you know, one of the biggest ahas I had when I was researching this was extroverts and introverts experience happiness differently because of the different neurotransmitters we rely on more. And so for extroverts, happiness feels like enthusiasm and excitement, like high energy, high octane emotions. So for introverts, because of how our brains are wired, happiness feels like calm and contentment. Mm. So what often happens is our fantastic extrovert friends who love us so much, they worry about us because they want us to be part of the party. (laughs) You know, with the best of intentions, they say, come sit at the big loud table because that feels like happiness to them. That, you know, all Mm -hmm. the things feels like happiness to them and they want us to be happy too. And so I think it's beautiful that you are able to say like, actually, you know what my soul really needs looks more like calm and contentment. It looks Mm -hmm. like meaningful connection with a few people. Like I'm good here. And I've often found when extroverts, when we can explain that to them, they do honor it like your friend because really they just want us to be happy, right? Like that's what's behind it. And so they worry about us if we're just sort of hanging out, sitting there, you know, they want us to be included. They want us to have fun. And so I found this again with marriage, this often comes up introvert extroverts with parents and kids who are an introvert extrovert mix or like you did it in a friend group so it can even just help to explain hey you know tell me what your happiness synonyms are like if you had to say happy without using the word happy what Mm -hmm. words would you use and often Mm -hmm. extroverts will say oh excited enthusiastic like fun and introverts will say well peaceful content like deeply connected yeah cozy quiet yeah yes then you can have a conversation and say okay like this matters that this looks different for us how Mm -hmm. can we make sure we both have our version of happy and when Mm -hmm. we're trying to make each other happy we're doing it in a way that aligns with what actually works so that we don't with the best of intentions end up having a mismatch yeah oh that makes so much sense So Holly, tell us a little bit more about Introvert by Design. What can people expect with this guided journal? You have like lots of different sections. There's great information. There's places for us to write things down and process. So kind of walk us through um, how you structured it and why. Yeah, so it's 31 days and each day has some devotional type content at the beginning. So you can go deeper, learn more. I also share a lot of what I have here, brain science, insights, all of those things. And then following that, there are interactive sections, some space for just journaling, for prayer and reflection, but also some really specific things like a little easy way to track what energizes you, what drains you. Then I have introverts make a to-da list, not a to-do list, because we often don't notice what we're doing well. We often have loud inner critics. So it's helpful to pause and say, (laughs) ta-da, what did I do well? And then there's space to look toward the future as well. And so I really wanted to say, okay, space for that reflection we all need, insights that will help, practical tools. Then how can you look back? prepare for today, and then look toward the future too, all in a way that hopefully takes you five to 10 minutes a day, because none of us have a ton of time. So that's what it looks like. And I also have fun things in there like design quotes and info from other introverts that you know, and probably love. And so 
I hope it feels like just a fun, interactive, but also deep and meaningful adventure to learning to be more confident in who you are as an introvert. Yeah. Well, I think it's a fantastic resource. I personally love that to-da list. I'm like, I want to write. And then next to it, you you changed it from a to-do list to my do-what-you-can plan. I'm like, I love that because mm-hmm. I can get so down and hard on myself when I don't do everything on my to-do list. But sometimes it's because it's like unreasonable. But I love that. My do-what-you-can plan. Like this is the plan. It may or may not always go the way that we hope, but um, that's such a good way to frame those things. So introvert by design. Um, Holly, tell us where people can can find your new guided journal and connect more with you. Yeah, people can find me at hollygirth.com, H-L-L-E-Y. And if you go to hollygirth.com slash introverts, there's a whole page that has the journal, my other book, a one minute quiz so you can see what percent introvert you are as well as some other resources. Love it. And you guys head over to encourage.me slash blog. Holly had a awesome article this week on Encourage. I'm sure we'll link it in the show notes um, where you can read an excerpt from Introvert by Design and um, find out more info there as well. Well, Holly, you are one of my favorite introverts I know. So thanks so much for sharing just your encouragement and wisdom with us. And, um, and friends, even if you are not an introvert, I guarantee that Holly's book or this new guided journal would be such a gift to someone in your life who is a way to help them feel seen. Um, so maybe pick up a copy for a friend. All right. Take care. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. The Encourage podcast is narrated by Rachel Marie Kong and brought to you by Dayspring. For over 50 years, Dayspring has created quality cards, books, and gifts that help you live your faith. Find out more at dayspring.com.